Hey, everybody. On today's episode of Locked on Bama, we're going to talk about Alabama's big transfer commitment. Jimmy's also going to break down five players that uh, you need to keep an eye on for a day game. And an Alabama player on the basketball side enters the transfer portal again. So uh, we'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Bama. Our Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. There is a lot going on. I mean, it's freaking Tuesday in April, and I don't think we can fit everything in a 20-minute show. Going to be tough, but, uh, you know, persevere we shall. Um, Jimmy, first of all, let's lead with Tyler Steen. The transfer from Vanderbilt has committed to Alabama officially. This is something we've been saying will happen for quite some time, and uh, now he's officially doing it. And, um, you know, I think it's a great move. He was listed, uh, I want to say, by 24-7 or somewhere like that as the fifth best available transfer. And, um, yeah, I know he played at Vanderbilt. But, you know, if there's anything we know about an offensive lineman at Vanderbilt, he's been through the ringer. <laughs> he certainly has uh, faced adversity. Uh, that's that, that's true. You know, I've mentioned this before on the show. People are, are tired, but it's, it's just the best evidence we have. When, when I knew Alabama was serious about Tyler Steen uh, and Tyler Steen was serious about Alabama, uh, I, I, I went to YouTube and watched Alabama. I mean, I watched Georgia play Vanderbilt. Um, I, I doubt that's a game I watched in the regular season a year ago. Certainly wouldn't have remembered the matchup between Vanderbilt's left tackle and their front seven. But that's what I wanted to see because – I don't care who Alabama plays this fall. Alabama will not play anyone this fall. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. Alabama won't play anyone this fall or face anyone in this year's playoff that has the front seven that Georgia had a year ago. Uh, so I'm like, if Tyler Steen can hold his own against last year's Georgia Bulldogs, he can play at Alabama. And he did. He did. Now, I only watched, I think, the first half because the game was just so outrageous. I think it was something like 66 to nothing, and I'm not even making that up. It was something like that. Uh, Vanderbilt's offensive line was hammered snap after snap, other than Steen. Now, I don't want to exaggerate here and mislead. Tyler Steen did not line up and mow over Jordan Davis or Quay Walker or, or Jalen Carter or Trevon Walker, any of those freaks that they have he didn't he wasn't steamrolling anybody but he effectively blocked his man in every snap i watched i mean he effectively did it he hey even if you assume the fetal position and someone trips over you you've done your job uh and i'm not saying he did that either i'm just saying georgia did not whip tyler steen they did whip vanderbilt so I, i'm excited to land him I believe this is Alabama's left tackle this fall, uh, and it, it helps solidify the offensive line. Is he Evan Neal? He is not. No one, no one needs to to compare this transfer portal pickup to when we got Gibbs or Burton or Ricks. I think those guys are are high level NFL prospects. I'm not sure I would put Steen in that category, 
but this is all he needs to be an improvement over what we currently have. I, I believe that he is. I think you're muted. Bob. I was muted. I was muted. I did it again. That's I did it with John Garcia. I just did it with you. I'm trying to be polite. And hey, it's uh, not like I, it's not like the time I dropped the phone in the garbage can. No, that's true. Um, it, anyway, yeah, Steen. Uh, look, I, I know you said he didn't steamroll anybody for Georgia. Maybe he steamrolled them. <laughs> can we use that? Steen roller. The, the steen roller. We've got, ooh, I've got an NIL t-shirt. You know, me and you should should do that. We we would be good at coming up with oh. stupid ass t-shirts that that are funny to us and maybe one other person. So we could sell the t-shirt to this one other person that thinks we're funny. But we, oh we could we could come up with t-shirts that we could sell. We're doing Steam that. Roller. That's nice. I'm, I'm doing that immediately. Um, maybe an emergency podcast of nicknames. Um that's going to be, yeah, this is going to be we dynamite. Try. That's a good idea. That's a good it's idea. Be lots of money for us. We could make tens of dollars with this idea. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, I do like Tyler's team. I think it's great, but I also think you're right. Look, he's the fourth best transfer we're getting this year. Let's not try and paint the, the, the picture that he's going to be an All-American. Man, I guess he could be, but um, if you're asking me to rank our transfers, I'm going Gibbs. I'm going, I'm probably going, I might go Burton now based Ricks. on practice reports and then go Ricks. It, Ricks has been banged up this spring. So I think it's a little <clears throat> different. I mean, I, I, I would go Ricks second easily okay. if healthy, if healthy, but I don't think we've seen a completely healthy Ricks. And in fact, uh, my understanding is Kyrie Jackson is still running with the ones ahead okay. of Ricks, but I, I think that's injury, more injury. And he just got here sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, no, you're right. Steam would be fourth behind those other three. No, no doubt. Let me tell you something that isn't fourth. It's actually first or something better than first. That's Built Bar. Built Bar, these things are awesome. Uh, you need to try the puffs. If you haven't met, tried them, you're missing out. They're Built Bar's best tasting bars, if you ask me. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not a, just a protein bar, they are a treat. And they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. They got cinnamon churro, they got coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of these are unbelievable. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, even the puffs, 100% real chocolate. 100% real chocolate. I had to say it three times so it sunk in with you. Low calorie, high protein. You need to replace that Reese's bar with a built bar. That's what you need to do. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Jimmy. Um, James Rojas, we'll, we'll make this kind of a quick segment. Um, James Rojas of the Alabama Basketball Association has decided to enter the transfer portal. Um, mm -hmm. Look, Thanks for your contributions. Appreciate it. Um, it didn't work out the way I thought it would. I thought this was going to be one of those dudes. You know how a coach, when they leave like a small school and they come to a big school, they always seem to bring some dude with them that knows uh, the coach, knows what he wants, knows his role very well. Mm -hmm. um, I never thought Rojas knew his role very well. And he is – I mean, he, he was out there. Um, and frankly, he was like an ogre most of the time, just sort of banging stuff around and running into stuff, bull in a china shop a lot of times. I will always remember him, though, fondly, 
for his big three-pointer against Mississippi State last year, which helped us clinch the SEC. So I'm not going to dog the guy. Um, he is not an incredible basketball player. He's better than us. He's, in terms of guys that got minutes on last year's team, he was probably the the least talented. And that that's not an insult. He still played D1 basketball. Congratulations. I appreciate the contributions. I'm also appreciative of the fact that Nate Oates feels like, hey, we can recruit a little bit above this. And um, I think that's a good move for all parties. Yeah, uh, I, I sort of feel about this the same way I felt about maybe Holt uh, and Gary to an extent, although I was a little more disappointed to see Gary go. Um, I, I, James Rojas, I mean, our you know, this isn't a cheerleader show. We, we, we try to be objective here. We, we, you know, we're obviously Alabama fans. We want Alabama to do well. We want all of our kids to do well, but we're also a tell it like it is podcast, or I hope we are. And, you know, Rojas is not, was not a great player at Alabama. He was an, a good effort player and tried to provide some leadership in a vacuum felt like last year, but he's not a great player. Uh, in that sense, I'm not, devastated that he's gone or nor do I feel like it's going to hurt the program that he's gone. Uh, I, his spot on the roster will more than likely be, uh, he'll be replaced by a better talent, a better player. So I'm not upset that individually Rojas is gone or that Jaswan Holt is gone or even really that Juwan Gary is gone or Alex Chiku or Keon Ambrose Hilton. But what I'm, more upset about is that all of them are gone. And, and, and this is my, my thing. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer and that we need a better name for that than that. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to, to be that. I'm just trying to say, Luke, it is what we are seeing the new normal, which is it, until there's regulation every year that, that we're fielding a basketball team, we have to redo the vast majority of the roster every year. It's a brand new five. It's a brand new 10. It's a brand new 13. Or is this the sign that something was really wrong? And by really wrong, I mean, you know, not, not players arguing over a girl or something. I, I, I mean, like everyone is leaving. Everyone that played in games is leaving. We're down to like, Three guys who were on the team last year that played in the games. Three, Miles, Bediaco, and Gurley. And that is it. Is this the new normal? Or is there a big problem? I, I, I think it's fair for people to question that. Uh, if there was a big problem, I would tell you guys that there is one, and this is what it is. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it, I, I just don't like the look of it but I might need to get used to it. it. It just might be the new normal. Yeah, I think that these two aren't mutually exclusive. I think it's a combination. It's going to be the new normal, and there probably was a problem. I mean, you and I have talked about the leadership vacuum this whole year. Um, there just wasn't one. But frankly, there nobody stepped up to be a leader, not one person. Now, Javon Gwinnelly hadn't officially left. I mean, although, I, in my opinion, what he posted on Instagram and, and Twitter and social media was – his goodbye. Um, J.D. Davison is not officially announced, but I think you're right. In the end, it may be Miles, Bediaco, and Gurley left, and that's it. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with it. We got a good class coming in. I love what I see out of dudes like Nick Pringle, 
I love what I see out of um, uh, man uh, Miller. I, I I just like our whole vibe coming in, and um, yeah. so I'm I'm feeling you pretty know, good about. You know what's kind of funny about something being wrong? <clears throat> it's something wrong, and this is the funny part to me. And and, and here here here's some inside scoop because uh, I've heard it from multiple sources. So I, since I've heard it from multiple sources, I'm not I'm not shy about saying it. If we talk about something wrong and a lack of leadership and from the fans perspectives, there was a lot of finger pointing at Quinterly uh, because he queer, clearly was the up and down guy, uh, disappeared at times, uh, couldn't hit shots, missed free throws late. Uh, it, it just, <clears throat> people sort of looked to him for the leadership that didn't seem to be there. I'm just saying Quinterly felt like the guy that was pointed at in terms of like, Hey, this is all going wrong. What about this guy? Fairly or not? Yet, everyone seems to be leaving, and there's all these rumors that you know who's going to be the one surprise coming back? Quinterly. He's coming back. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. I, I worry there's this big problem, and he's in the middle of it. Yet, from my understanding, or from rumors I'm hearing, he may be back at the behest of the coaching staff wanting him back. And uh, I, I, it, to me, it, it just adds to the weird. Now that said, would I welcome him back? I would. I, I would be very excited to have Javon Quinterly, a healthy Javon Quinterly back. I, I don't want him to end his Alabama career uh, on what happened last season. So yeah, I, I would be excited to have him back. Uh, but I, I, I'm anticipating not all the fans feeling that way. Um, and we won't go into this. We'll talk about it later during the summer. But um, uh, early top 25 came out. I think it was Sports Illustrated. Number one, Arkansas. Number two, Kentucky. Number three, uh, Houston. Number five, Gonzaga. I think Alabama was 12. Tennessee was 14. Auburn was 16 or 17. So um, Alabama. How, How can they do this without knowing who's coming I, back? Because they're, they're like us in the summer when we have a beauty contest with the Alabama football team. They're dying for content. Um <laughs> That's what that no, is. It will, but, but I'm just saying, no one can know outside of Nate Oates. No one knows this roster better than me and you. Let's be honest. Outside of Nate, it's Nate that knows the roster well, and then it's me and you. Um, I'm joking, people. But <laughs> what I mean, what I mean is, we do know Alabama's roster as good as anyone in the media, and I have no effing clue who our 13 players are going to be in the fall. So how can you rank us? Number one, number 12, number 25, number 72. Uh, it just seems absurdly early uh, when it's before the deadline for underclassmen coming out and there's a thousand kids in the portal and SMU's good player went in the portal yesterday. And who the hell knows? Good point. Uh, Jimmy, I want to tell everybody now about Rock Auto. You need to save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why in the world do you want to spend an extra 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can get it much, much cheaper at Rock Auto. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. I mean, that's free money. Take that money and invest it, and then you can buy your next car. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. All right, Jimmy, um, 
we don't in the in an, in the interest of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to just you wrote an article about five guys keeping an eye on at a day. So let's just mm-hmm. talk about one per segment. So we'll talk about one right now and then do some more um, in later podcasts. But you start off at the top, and I think this is a guy everybody's going to be watching, Jalen Milrow. Well, quarterback is always the, the story, right? Quarterback's always – and we know exactly what we have in Bryce. There's no mystery to Bryce. There's no – I mean, I, I think we know Bryce is good. Bryce can play poorly Saturday on A-Day, and no one's even going to blink or care. Uh, we, we know exactly how good Bryce Young is. There's no suspense there. Uh, we just got to keep Bryce healthy. Uh, but the next quarterback everyone's going to be interested in is Milrow and Ty Simpson because we haven't seen Ty play in person. But but Milrow is the more interesting guy because to me he's he's clearly number two. To me, to me there is a battle for number two. But but Milrow has a, has a sizable lead, uh, and 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 he's also going to be a little bit of a lightning rod, Luke. I, I'm anticipating this already. I think we should write this down. Uh, I don't think he's going to impress everybody Saturday. Uh, I, I think a lot of fans at the game Saturday will watch him play and go, hmm, I don't see it. Um, their fans will watch Milrow and go, wow. Um, and that's because – and I'm going to be one of the wow people. I, I already have a, a real good idea that I will be. Uh, and it's because it's still a projection. The Milrow we're going to see Saturday is not the Milrow that will be Alabama's starting quarterback in 2023. He's still – remember how – I mean, I'm going to bring up Hurts all the time with him, and that's because in so many ways they're very similar. But we have to remember how literally each season Hurts was better than he was the year before. He's continued that all the way through the NFL. Every year it's better than he was the year before. And Milrow's going to be the same deal. Uh, so – the Milrow that will be Alabama's starting quarterback will be one year better than the kid we're going to see uh, Saturday. Uh, and, and what I want people to see is the upside, the potential, the athleticism, the arm strength, uh, just the fact he's such a leader and a playmaker. And, hey, and he's so much of the new NFL, which is, you know, you draw the play up, it's defended perfectly, now what? Uh, he runs 70 yards for a touchdown is what uh, that that's, that's what he is. And, oh, and by the way, he, he can also do the plays that, that are designed to the, the timing, the three-step drops and the balls out. Uh, he's, he, he's good at that too. Uh, he just needs to de- com- continue to develop as a passer. But I would say the same thing about, Oh, I don't know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, every quarterback in the world, needs to continue to uh, to effort to improve. So uh, that, you know, Mil- Milrow's not alone when it comes to that. And here's another reason that Milrow might not look as good as, as people want him to, or the expectation now is, is crazy high because it is a tag and you're down quarterback situation Correct. where Correct. he is going to be scrambling all over the place probably. And, um, you know, he's he, first of all, he's going to be working behind the second-team offensive line. And if you want to know something about the second-team offensive line, well, it, we're already uh, – we're looking for people in the transfer portal, obviously, on the offensive line. We just got one. So that tells you that our first-team offensive line may not be as, as awesome as we want it to be. Therefore, by 
definition, the second team won't be as good as we think it should be. So my point is, he's also not going to be throwing to Jamar Gibbs. Uh, Jameer Gibbs probably is going to be throwing to somebody else. So he's not going to be working with the first team. He's going to be scrambling more. Um, and he's if they touch him, he's down. And he's a big dude. So, you know, he, I, he's He wouldn't fast. be down in games. He wouldn't be down in games. Co- correct. My point is, like, he's not like um, – Oh, I don't know, Kyler Murray. Like, he's so small. I mean, if you do the even the touch your down thing, he can still kick your ass because you can't touch him. You're going to touch Milrow because he's so big, but he's probably going to run over you in a game. So I think that um, th- those are some key points to, to not lose your mind if Milrow didn't set the world on fire. Exactly right. And, 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 the, and uh, you made a great point. Playing behind the second-team offensive line, and we know the first team struggles. So what do you all think the second team looks like? Then the second-team offensive line, it, sure, they're going against the second-team defense, but who might be on that second-team defense in the front seven? Uh, Chris Braswell, uh, Deontay Lawson, Justin Aboigby, Monkel Goodwine, Tim Keenan. The, these are good players, and uh, it, it's going to be a lot on that second-team offensive line to keep these guys off of Milrow, uh, who's also throwing to not Jermaine Burton, not JoJo Earl, not Trayshawn Holden. He's throwing to these young receivers. So, but again, I, I want people to look at Milrow as a prospect uh, because that's still what he is uh, because he's not he's not the starter just yet. Yep. Uh, so I am looking forward to it. And Jimmy, we'll continue this theme. You've got uh, four more dudes to keep an eye on during a day. A lot of them are pretty standard fare. I'd say Jalen Milrow was one everybody already thought you'd put down, but uh, there's some other ones on there that are a little bit different. We'll talk about them on the next podcast. So until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.